peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good in the gospel of matthew chapter 5 and verse 9 the bible says blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of god i'm gonna try to make some peace let's see what we can do So I think part of the issue that we have happening right now is people who have or people who haven't seen anything outside of what they know. So their experiences are limited. Limited experience doesn't always mean you don't know what's going on and limited experience doesn't always mean that you can't see the forest for the trees but sometimes it does mean that sometimes limited experience limits your ability to think circumspectly y'all know that's a word i've been using a lot lately i like it that word simply means to be able to see things from multiple angles, the ability to see things from more than one vantage point so you can understand how to see a situation from different points of view. And I think part of the problem that we have in the United States right now, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, is you have many people who have never been outside of the United States of America, namely to a third world country. I have been to many. I have been to places people don't want to go. I have been to places that would probably be on some people's nightmare list the first time I ventured to one of these places when I came back to the United States I will never forget I literally almost kissed the ground when I landed back on U.S. soil that is not an exaggeration. I am not making this up. I landed, I got out of the plane, and I literally wanted to get on my knees and kiss the ground. Now, for the most part, I've always been appreciative of the freedoms that we have in the United States, for the opportunity we have in the United States, for the things that we enjoy that we might take for granted. I've I've, for the most part, always appreciated these things. But there's something about seeing, seeing a nation and seeing a people 
so impoverished that what you would consider poverty, they wouldn't even consider middle class, not even upper middle class. They would consider it rich. And so when I hear the complaints of a lot of young people, college age people in the country today, and some people who are not college age, I'm not going to blame it all on the on young people. There's some adults that seemingly have these same ideas. These are people who only have one point of view. These are people who can only see this whole situation from one vantage point. There's only one way in which they see all of this playing out. They see capitalism as terrible. They see the United States as the enemy and the scourge of the earth. And they see, I don't know, sometimes I wonder if it's guilt. And the reason I say that is when I watch the people who complain the loudest, it's always the people, not always, a good portion of the time, it's people who grew up with the most. These are the people complaining the loudest. I don't quite understand that. And so that's what leads me to believe maybe part of this is guilt. Maybe these people are actually guilty or they feel guilt for what they know they had growing up and they feel like they have to atone for what they have. Look, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to apologize for growing up and being well off. No apology needed. You don't have to apologize for growing up in a rich family. You don't have to apologize for having nice things. No one should have to apologize for that. If your family worked hard and they earned their keep and they got rich from working hard, it's the American dream, so be it. I'm happy for you. But I think a lot of people who are of the opinion that capitalism is the great evil and socialism and communism are these angelic forces to deal with this great evil, I think you may need to go travel to an impoverished nation. And not just an impoverished nation. I think you need to travel to a war-torn, impoverished nation because you see that seeing something like that will change your whole outlook. What you see in black and white will now be a little blurred. You'll begin to think a little differently. You'll begin to say, well, wait a minute, maybe that, that answer might not be as simple as I thought it was. It might not be as easy as just doing X, Y, or Z. This might be a little more complicated. You might also come away thinking, man, we actually have it pretty good in the United States. You see, I think, 
I think we we have a generation of people that conflate two issues. If I say the United States is a great country, people equate that to me saying every other country is trash. That's not what I'm saying. Just as well as if you tell me your family is the best, I don't think you're saying that my family is trash. I think you just love and you're proud of your family enough that you think it is the best. I don't have a problem with that. You should think your family is the best. And if you don't think it is, you should do whatever is necessary to make your family the best. I feel the same about countries and nations. There's nothing wrong with taking pride in your country. Now, I'm not going to. I'm not going to turn that pride into idolatry, right? I don't idolize my country. I worship God. I appreciate the country that I live in, and I do love the country that I live in. But I think a lot of these I don't want to just I don't want to just I know some people like to push it off on millennials, but I don't just want to do that because I think it's a bigger problem than just a millennial problem. I think it's a pervasive ideology. Maybe it's all due to college education, college professors. Maybe it's public school. I don't know. I could blame it on a bunch of different things. What the cause is at this point. there. So there comes a point in a problem where the cause is irrelevant and the fix needs to be the focus. And I think that's the point we're at. We can deal with the cause and, and maybe, maybe dealing with the cause is part of the fix. And if that's the case, that's what we need to focus on. But I think devoting so much attention of blaming it, blaming this on this group or that group, I think is a problem. Now, here's, here's what I think we should do personally. I think leaders of socialists, leaders of socialists and communist organizations across the nation in colleges and just amongst the people, these leaders should be forced for a month to live on the economy in an impoverished nation a nation that's been torn to pieces, a war-torn nation. I have a feeling that people who endeavor and embark on that journey will come away with a different outlook. And hey, maybe you don't come away with a different outlook. And if you don't come away with a different outlook, hey, I, I don't know what to say. I would be surprised, though, if that wasn't the case, because you see... It's easy to be an ideologue. I was once that, that way, very idealistic. There's a way we should do this this way. We should do this this way. We should do this this way. There's a lot of things I would love to see done. You see, I'm a Bible believer. I'm a Christian. The way I think and the way I see things is not the way the world is. 
You see, I believe what the Bible says. I believe what the Bible says about me, and I believe what the Bible says about humanity in general. So the way I see things is completely different than I would say most of the world, the, un the unbelieving world, those who don't believe the gospel. We see things differently. And I understand that there's a way I would love for things to be, but that's not the reality that I live in. That doesn't necessarily mean I have to set aside the things that I believe and that I hold dear, but that does mean I need to think circumspectly. I need to be able to see things as they are from different vantage points because my vantage point is not the only one in existence. And what I think happens with a lot of these extremists is the way they see things in their mind is the only way there is to see a thing. And I know this is the selfie generation, so it's, it'll be a little hard, a little complicated to get people off of that high horse, that, that high horse of self-aggrandization. I believe that's how you say the word, self-aggrandizing. It's hard. It's hard because we live in a society now that teaches that you are the center of the universe. It's all about you. You know, we have this, this movement called body positivity. Now, look, I'm just using this as an example. Don't hate me. Just hear me out. Let me reason with you for a minute. There's nothing wrong with not being ashamed of who you are. But let's take the issue of body positivity as an example. If I had some kind of physical ailment that would not allow me to lose weight, understand that people have physical issues. But if I was morbidly obese, I can both be proud of who I am and understand that I need to make a change because this is not healthy. So that's a, a, a microcosm, a small example of what I mean. We've taught that, no, you don't need to make a change. You don't need to live healthy. Be proud of being 350 pounds overweight. I'm not saying that people in that situation need to be, making, need to be made fun of, but we don't need to celebrate unhealthy habits. And I think that's what we're doing with a lot of these people who hold these idealistic views of the world, not understanding that your idealistic view works great. Like I always say this about communism. Communism works great on paper. And communism also works great if every man is out for the common good of every other man. So if every man on a planet adhered to the greatest commandment, love thy neighbor as thyself, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. If every man believed that, let's go communism. 
the problem is every man looking after the common good of every other man has happened in history a total of never many times. It's never happened. So the problem you create is you think in having this communal idea, it sounds good. It's very idealistic. The problem is you're always going to get that one person that is out for themselves that just wants more. And so this socialized, communistic idea that you have in your head that sounds so good falls apart when you factor in mankind. There's always going to be someone who wants more and wants all the chips for themselves. You see, if you go to war-torn countries where you have sections of places and cities that are controlled by warlords, you would understand that. If you go to countries that have been torn to shreds by communism and socialism, you would understand that. I would, I would also admonish for all of the young people out there that would embrace and accept socialism and communism, go talk to someone who has escaped one of these regimes. <clears throat> because you see, I think the problem is, it's one thing to hear someone give a testimony on a television screen or hear somebody give a testimony in an audio. If you sit down and you talk face to face with somebody who's either escaped it themselves or families have escaped communism or socialism, if that doesn't change your life, there's something wrong with your heart. I'm trying to reason with people. I know this is the age where if you disagree, we're supposed to be at each other's throats. But see, I think that's the problem. I think we need to be more agreeable in our disagreements. And I believe more can come out of that. I know my idea goes against exactly what I've just told you because it's idealistic. And I'm not going to lie to you. This, this idea is idealistic. And I understand that not everyone is going to want to hear this. Not everyone who is on the, on the other side of what I'm saying wants to hear what I'm saying. So I understand that. I know this is not going to be received well by people who don't agree with me. But I would say to the socialists, to the Antifa, to the BLM, to the communists, and whatever other faction that's out there that's embracing these ideologies... If you live in a developed nation that is semi-free, I beg you to reconsider your ideas. I beg you to talk to someone who's lived through the things that you're calling for. Go to some of these countries. 
Then tell me what you think after that. I'm inclined to believe there's some that'll have their minds changed. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.